0: Blog Talk Radio. Hi guys, welcome to Blog Talk Radio with um my guest and myself today. I'm so excited. Um we haven't been on in a long time. So, um I guess I was just taking a break. You guys, it's been it's been a wild summer. Um now it's fall. I can't believe it's finally hit. It felt like it was never going to get here. Um, we've decided to do something new. Um You know, I feel like we focused on, it sounded like it was Indiana, Indiana all the time, Um, but you know, we're so much more about that than just Indiana, which I think everybody knows, Um, but we have a new series, and it's called Adoptees Unplugged, Um, because we really are just trying to focus on um, what adoptees feel, and um, I think we feel a lot of things, and we can't just put it into, you know, just one word or one sentence. Um, sometimes I don't even think we know what we can put it into at all. Um, so, you know, Adoptees Unplugged kind of puts it into, you know, one little group there. And um, I think that's just the, the way to do it. And um, it's our series. So we hope you enjoy it. And that's just kind of our focus. So um, we really hope you guys are going to enjoy this series. Um, It'll go through um, on into November, and we may just kind of leave it at that, and that may just be our focus. So um, I hope you enjoy my guest today. Um, She's not just, you know, our guest. She's also uh, Indiana Adoptee Network's new uh, membership director. So we're really um, thrilled to have her on here. And I'm just going to read you a little bit about, you know, what's been going on in her life, and um, then we can kind of go ahead and she can tell you about her story. So my guest today is Allison Plabchek, and um, she just became active in the adoption community. She attended um, the inaugural Indiana Adoptee Network conference in Bloomington, Indiana. That was this April. And when she attended our conference, she was um, able to utilize our resources that we had. And let me tell you, we had some really, really amazing resources at our conference. Um, And that um, also that we made her our director, which that was the one main thing we were so excited to do. Um, After our conference... She was reunited with her birth family, so I'm not gonna tell you how that happened. She's gonna be able to do that. And um so with that, I wanna say welcome, Allison, to the show. Thank you. All right, so let's get to the goodies. So let's um <laughs> let's tell everybody, um, you know, we were at the conference and you know, I got to sit down and then you told me kind of how you got to um got to come and, uh, what led you to even get to the conference? So do you want to tell everybody how that kind of, um, sure. kind of started? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um,
1: so I, well, should I start from the beginning? I feel like I should just start from the beginning, Pam. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so my whole life, I guess I've, al- I've always known I was adopted my entire life as, as, early as I can remember. It was always a part of me. It was always a part of my story. Um, and my adoption was a closed adoption. And when I was growing up, I was the adoptee who was the perfectionist. I was a high achiever. I was sensitive. I was a people pleaser. Um, I was a big daydreamer. I still like to daydream. Um, yeah. but then, you know, I was all those things and I was, you know, a good student and all of those things. I had lots of friends, but on the inside, um, I just, I also felt like really ashamed and extremely guilty um, for ever being born. Um, I had like a poor self-image, poor self-esteem. I was anxious, um, and I just, you kind of hear about adoptees who are always operating in like fight or flight mode, um, and I feel like I, that was me. But I was kind of hiding it with being like an overachiever. Um, does
0: that make sense? Yeah, oh, yeah. For sure. I think. I think I felt the same way for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think yeah. a lot of us. That way. Um, oh yeah. But, you know, my mom, like she always, when I was little, my some of my earliest memories were me sitting in um, the rocking chair in my mom and dad's room, and she would um, rock me at night. And I remember asking her to tell me my adoption story, and that's like some of my earliest memories. So I've always known I was adopted, and it was always something that we could talk about. Um, and it was always like I needed to know where I came from. Like I always had that All urge, right. and I feel like some, some adoptees have that, and like some don't. I don't know. Um,
0: yeah, so, yeah. I think yeah. I think there yeah. are there are some that don't want to know. You know, there are. Mm-hmm. I but wow. I think that I don't want to I don't want to put words in their mouth because I don't speak for every adoptee, and I don't want to I don't want to act like I do. But I think um, I think sometimes. That is a bit of denial, you know, or it's a bit mm-hmm. of fear when they say, no, I, I don't want to know, because I think there are certain aspects that they they do want to know, but it's just fear that keeps them from wanting to know that full picture. Yeah. You know, you know, um, but again, I don't want to put, I don't want to put or project my feelings or my thoughts, but that's just, that's what I think is going on. So, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Well, so I was, I guess I was the adoptee that I always knew I needed to know, like, where I came from. Um, And so I guess throughout, like, growing up, I would, like, find a piece of information out or I'd get, you know, some new piece of information, like, every now and then, and I'd kind of, like, savor that new piece of information. Um, And that would kind of satisfy me until, like, the next couple of years when I would, you want to know more and so when I was 18 um, we went my mom and I went to um, the safety deposit at the bank and my we got out these letters that my birth mom had written to me Um, she had so there's a letter to me uh, a letter that she wrote to the social worker who was in charge of the adoption just kind of outlining like what she wanted in a family um, and, and those type of things. Um, and then there was a letter um, from my grandparents, my grand, my birth grandma and my birth grandpa. Um, and it, Oh God, it, birth grandmother's letter is like the most beautiful letter. And her handwriting is beautiful. Like everything about it is just so, sad. right. When I was eight, Yeah. So when I was 18, um, I got those and that was amazing. And it just, it was, it kind of satisfied me for that moment of my life. And then in college, um, I um, applied with the state of Indiana for my identifying and non-identifying information. Um, and so I received those. And one of the things that they had recommended me doing if I wanted to, and it was just not identifying information. Um, and so I was adopted from um, St. Elizabeth. Um, and one of the things that you had to do was you had to compose the letter to your birth mother. And I think you had to include a picture too. And I remember I was like 20, 21 years old. And obviously at that time, like I wanted to do it, but I wasn't ready to do it. Like I didn't want to write the letter and, um, it just like, it seemed very, um, it just, I wasn't ready to do it at that time. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: yeah. So, um,
0: when you got your when you got your non ID, did you feel like you did it satisfy you, or did you feel like it was really lacking in in info? Oh I mean, did God. it still?
1: Feel... Pam, <laughs> the only new thing I learned was that she had been born in Ohio.
0: Um right. So I was
1: very I mean, it was frustrating, but it was still yet another piece of information, and I I did know that it might not be accurate because a lot of times that information isn't accurate so I kind of right. um held on to it but I was also realistic that you know maybe she wasn't born or maybe in Ohio or maybe she really wasn't 17 or whatever it was um right so it was like nice to have but um so fast forward to like current day um and like you know. The, there would be days where I could go the whole day and I'd never even think about being adopted. And then there would be days, and this has been like my whole life, there'd be days where I could, it would be all I would think about, um, you know, and I would just look in the mirror and I would just feel such sadness. And I would just, you, you look at the people walking down the street and you're like, maybe that's my birth mom, or maybe that, that person kind of looks like me and you're just looking, searching for something. Um, right. And so I finally, yeah, I just finally kind of realized that, It was, and I don't even know, an obstacle or a a speed bump in my life that I was, I was going to have to resolve so that I could move forward with, with living. And this has just been in like the past two years, um, So fast forward to right now and to get to your original question. So how I found out about the conference, um, it's kind of crazy. So I was at my mom and dad's house and they get, I was sleeping over and it was Sunday morning and I was at the kitchen table and they get like the Sunday Indianapolis star, the Sunday star. Um, And so the front page kind of caught my attention and it was a, story about a man I think who had been adopted and he had been reunited with his birth family um and it, I was like oh my god like you know of course it caught my attention so I read the entire article it was front page it was like three full pages long and it it just completely had me captured my attention and in there in this little inset box there was um, this thing that said if you go dot dot dot, and it said if you go you know to the Indiana Adopting Network co- conference in Bloomington, Indiana, um, and it kind of just talked about the conference that was coming up and how it was for all members of the adoption triad and that it would be covering you know search and reunion and DNA and genealogy and just basically everything that I was needing <laughs> at that point in time. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was kind of crazy because I don't get the newspaper at my house. So I don't think I would have ever really seen it unless I had like gone online and looked at it. Um, Right. I don't like, I just feel like I was supposed to see it. Like, you know, it was just supposed to happen. Um, Right. Yeah. So I went home and, um, I registered for the conference, and then after I went to the conference last April in Bloomington, um, it was just perfect. It was it was what I needed to have happen because it connected me um, to the people and to the resources that you know kind of propelled me forward and allowed me to um, to be where I am now.
0: <laughs> so. Right. It's so crazy because I mean, you know, you think about articles like that or. You know we put ourselves in these events or we we read something online or we join a Facebook group or you know there's just there's all these times where and i think I think we've all done it, you know, and i you know I don't know whether I don't know I don't know how we do it, but we do we put ourselves just in the right place at the right time and we yeah. and we we do it constantly um You know, in the adoptee world. And we just, we do it. And I don't know how, but, and it works out, you know. um, And it happens continuously. I think it just, and at the conference, you know, I think this happened a a lot of times throughout the conference. And um, I, this has nothing to do with me, so I'm not taking any credit for this at all. I don't, I don't want to take credit or (laughs) ever, but, but I just saw—I saw it happen over and over and over, and I—it thrilled me beyond belief. And um, as much as I would love to take credit for it, I'm totally not. And it makes me feel so good that um, everyone could connect like that. Um, yeah. For whatever reason, it is that people were were there together and could make that connection, I love it. I love it, and it mm-hmm. makes me so happy. And the fact that that newspaper article was out, and it was, it was so we should say why that article was there. It was, it was our vice president's article. It was her nephew, and it was her reunion with her nephew. And it just so happens that, you know, Marcy wanted to make sure that article got in there so that
1: mm-hmm.
0: our conference was, you know, getting publicized. And we just happened to know this um, person that, you know, wanted to do an article. And she said, well, let me let me help you. I'll do the article. We'll put it in the Star, which is a huge, you know, Indianapolis newspaper. Right. And um, we said, great. You just happened to pick it up. You just happened to see it. So you just happened to be there. And then the resource you needed to do your reunion just <laughs> happens to be there that's right. what the amazing thing is. It's just one connection after another, you know? It, is. it, and it really is. Yeah. So let's talk about your reunion. So let's, let's talk about okay. you then. Tell me about okay. now what happens.
1: Um, well, wait, you have to ask me a specific question.
0: Okay, so uh, you, I connect, or you, actually you, I think, you, what you did DNA, Right.
1: I did. I did, um, I did all three of the major sites, um, right. and the closest match that I had was actually a second cousin, um, predicted second cousin on 23andMe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was really exciting, and go figure, um, on 23andMe, I, they have that sharing feature, so you can actually, like, share DNA, or you can share, like, do you know what I'm talking about? You don't have to, like, um, you don't have to if you automatically like share your dna with a relative then you don't have to um like wait for them to respond or whatever and so Mm -hmm. all of my matches if that makes sense but all of my matches were sharing their dna with me except my second cousin the closest match which is really frustrating so Mm -hmm. like first thing um i did was like request to share our info or whatever with each other right um but like she did not get back to me um like during this time so I was kind of stuck from with that and I didn't really know like I don't know um so I did the the DNA testing um and more about myself but I wasn't um it didn't really lead to any relatives
0: I guess yeah so Uh, then what do you do
1: So then, I think I went to the conference after that, (laughs) and then I redid, it was recommended that I redo my um, identifying and non-identifying information, so I did that right right after I did the, after I um, went to the conference, I'm like remembering it all now, gosh, and um, I redid that, and it was very frustrating, because I got a literal photocopy of the letter from 2008 that they had sent me where like it said like her birthday or not her birthday but like her birth um state Mm in Ohio 17 I mean literally just the photocopy and it had like my address from when I was in school in South Carolina so that was like really frustrating um you're like I've already got this thank you right yeah actually Mm -hmm. So and actually, I kind of knew like what the steps were. So I was adopted from St. Elizabeth, which is um, a closed adoption agency, Catholic agency. And um, basically, I just needed to go through their adoption search and reunion specialist. And, you know, I'm 30 years old now, I'm more mature. I'm at the point where I felt like I was ready to um, write the letter that you need to write to your birth mother. And that was I don't even want to call it hard, but it was just, like, I have so many, like, thoughts and, like, how how do you write a letter to your birth mother? You know what I mean? Right. um, And she's actually an English, a high school English teacher. So I'm like, thank God I didn't know that (laughs) because I would have been even more nervous.
0: Right, Um, exactly.
1: Yeah. So, so um, I had been actually working on the letter for, it took me a long time and I had a friend, as you know, who went a very dear friend who went with me um, to the conference and she was just there. She's not really a part of the adoption community. I don't think until she met me Um, and she was just there as like a wonderful support system to me. And she, it was so cool because, you know, well, you know, because the conference, there was always two sessions going on. So she would always go to the other one that I wasn't going to and she would take notes for me and that was just awesome so literally we were able to go to every um session that there was last April Oh so yeah. that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was really cool um and so anyways so Um, So I was working on my letter. I got all of my documents in order that I needed to get um, to Katrina Katrina Carlisle at um, St. Elizabeth. And so let's see. So Monday, June 5th was our first day. I work in a school district, and it was our first day um, of summer break. And so that was the day that I dropped off. Actually, this is like a weird story. So I was getting ready to address the envelope. And I realized that um, St. Elizabeth's was, like, pretty much, like, right down the road from where I live. And so I was, like, oh, my gosh, same zip code. Um, so my friend was, like, well, let's just drive there. And we'll just – it will save, like, a week of, you know, mail time and all that. I was, like, right. okay, cool. So we drove there, and it was kind of crazy, like <laughs> – walking in and you know, you're like, Oh my gosh, did my birth mother touch this door handle? And did she sit in these chairs and like, you know, it still kinda looked like eighties and, you know, so all these thoughts are running through your head. But anyways, so um I gave my documents to Katrina and she looked over everything. So that was Monday, June fifth. And then Tuesday, um, she what she does is she pulls like your file and then she will read um all of the documents that are in your file to you and so we did that over the phone on Tuesday and that Pam would have been like enough for me to kind of digest 10 years you know what I mean right um so that that was already like so much new information and just like blew my mind um so I was already processing all of that and that was only like the day after I'd given Katrina my stuff and then Wednesday June 7th um I was riding my bicycle with the uh, same friend that was, um, with me at the conference, Deb, and we were riding down, um, to Georgia street. Down- <laughs> and I got a phone call <laughs> and my phone was like in the bottom of my backpack. And I started like freaking out and she was like, calm down, calm down. And I just like knew it was Katrina. Um, yeah. and so we like got my phone out. We're in the middle of Georgia street. Um, and Katrina, um, was like, hi Allison, I just talked to your brother, um, and she's like so excited, and I was like, oh my gosh, um, and I so know, God. I, yeah, it was crazy, and so we just had like a, Katrina and I had like a 15-minute conversation um, in the middle of Georgia, while I was standing in the middle of Georgia Street, just like taking it all in, it was crazy, um, so yeah. Um, So that was, okay, Wednesday, June 7th. That was two days after I had turned in my stuff to her. Um, So it happened really, really fast. Um, And then we were able to be reunited actually on June 20th. So it was just a short time later. I actually went on a cruise um, in between then. And then after I came home, um, we we were reunited, Gina and I.
0: Is that just amazing? I mean, that's just a couple of months after the conference. I mean, look how fast that turnaround was.
1: It really was amazing. It was amazing. Um, and yeah. And I think about that, Pam, like the, the conference was in April and here I am six months later and I'm, you know, I'm going to celebrate my birthday with my mom, my birth mom for the first time. And that just, um, is, I don't, I, I don't even think I can like put it into words how much it means to me to be able to do that. Because as you know, birthdays and holidays, at least for me as an adoptee, have always been um, something that I've kind of struggled with. They're hard. Yeah. Isn't even that though the, I have an yeah. amazing, it's, I think it's hard for people who aren't adopted. It's just hard to understand.
0: Even my mm-hmm. family is
1: amazing, but I still feel this void and I still felt this. Um, and I'm saying it in the past now because um, my void is being filled as we speak. So it's just been, it's been wild, Pam. It's been crazy. It's been so good. And I just, I feel so grateful that I have these two wonderful families that understand that this is what's best for me um, and that this is what you know makes me the happiest. You know what I mean? I've just been so grateful for that because I don't think that is the case a lot of times. I know that's not the case a lot of times.
0: So. Right.
1: Minus and birthdays are
0: weird, right? I mean birthdays up until this point, they're different. People people oh. don't understand that. I mean, they oh. you know, on one hand, even even in the most, you know, I n- I don't know if I want to call it normal, even in the most loving homes, a birthday still isn't a normal birthday. Yeah. It's not it isn't. it's it just isn't it's just not what everybody thinks it it's just not it's not fun it's i don't know i can't we can't explain to someone who doesn't get it what a birthday is it's just different it doesn't it's almost like you don't even want attention you just really don't even yeah. want and you know i didn't even realize it until oh, and it's like I- you know, I'm sorry. you don't know what it is. I mean, you don't know what to do.
1: Well, and it's hard because it's like, I want to celebrate because this is my birthday. But why am I celebrating this day where I have all of like, I was separated from my birth mom. Like I was, I right. was separated from, you know, that whole idea, like Nancy uh, Verrier or whatever her name is, his Primal Wounds. Like that yes. whole idea about the cellular connection and um, I Mm -hmm. just totally identified with that and like we have that cellular connection to our mothers and there's the separation that happens and it causes that wound that before we're even able you know to consciously verbalize like what has happened to us it's already happened and it affects us Mm -hmm. the rest of our lives Um, and so I remember thinking like I can remember being really little and like opening presents at my birthday and being happy and smiling but I was also like so sad thinking like but this was the day that like I was separated from like my first mom and and that family and like I I feel so they've always been bittersweet that's how they my birthdays have always been for me in the holidays too I've okay. just always right. had this like yeah so
0: we're know. supposed to be so happy happy and happy and happy <laughs> and we are To a certain extent, I mean, you know, there is this happy part, but, and then it's almost like you want to sabotage it in a way, (laughs) you know. Yeah. I mean, even after, I mean, I can even say, you know, and I know you're, you know, you're in this, you're in this great place, and I think it's wonderful, don't get me wrong. I mean, but I think so many years out, you know, um, I think I still find sometimes, that I still find this weird place sometimes, you know. Um yeah. And it's, I'm so mad at myself that I still find this kind of unsettledness. And I think part of it that my mom is gone maybe, but yeah. I still am like pissed off a little bit. I'm sorry for that word, but I'm like, you know. <laughs> I mean, because I missed out on it, you know. And yeah. I think that it's still this kind of rationalization that, you know um maybe that i that i missed out on it and that i didn't quite give myself the time or the you know the space that i kind of needed you know yeah. so yeah. i think that you know it's okay to feel that way and i think you know if any if you guys are you know adoptees are listening that it's okay and take that time and you know maybe takes you know take some time to yourself and you know, don't push yourself to have to feel like you have to be happy all the time. Don't mm-hmm. don't force yourself to have to be okay. You know, you can take some take a few hours or, you know, a day and you know, I had a friend that liked to say that she wanted to take, you know, a week to herself. Now, we don't always get that, but you know, if you <laughs> can, go do it. <laughs> you yeah, know. Baby. Um, but yeah, getting to celebrate your birthday with your mom that's fantastic you know yeah it's going to so, be really neat yeah
1: um,
0: so what are what have been some other things you've found with your reunion that has been great
1: gosh well there's been it's just been kind of crazy like just how many similarities um my family um has with my birth family and it's just been wild like Um, just like our career choices are, Gina and my career choices are very similar. Um, so my youngest, we both have brothers named Nick. Um, she has a daughter who's adopted from Russia. My youngest brother is adopted from Russia. I mean, it just goes like on and on and it's just wild. Um, but let's see this past Sunday, we actually had, so actually backing up. So, we met, Gina and I met June 20th, and then um, in July, like at the end of July, we had a cookout where all of my family, um, my birth family came to my parents' house in Indiana, and they all came, um, and we just had a cookout, and it was just amazing, and it was like for the first time, all of my families that I love, and all the people I love, um, all together and that was just so cool um and then this past sunday we actually had a open house at my aunt my um my i guess well gina's sister my aunt um her house and it was for like all of my grandparents friends and family here in cincinnati to meet me um and my my family um, came and that was so cool too um and we just all seemed to be i mean I don't know. It just, it feels like we've known each, all of us have known each other, like, our whole lives, and, like, there's just a level of comfort. It's just so nice. It's really nice. That so, is wonderful. I've been doing, I know. I feel very lucky for all of that. I actually just got back from um, surprising my little sister at um, school for lunch, so that was really fun. So.
0: That I mean, what do you feel like, I mean, like, when you, when you met your mom, I mean, like, was there, I mean, was it almost like an instant connection? I mean, did you just feel this, like, well, weight? It, it
1: was, I felt, you know, I, when I really felt the weight, like, the first bit of it come off was when Katrina called me and told me her name. Like, just knowing her first name. I just knew her first name. And, like, just yeah. knowing her name, really, like, my whole life, and I told Gina that, like, when I met her, I said, we used to make up names for you, like my friend, Deb, and I. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just make, or I would make up names, and you know, you might be Rachel one day, or, you know, like, I don't know, that was just so nice, just knowing her name, which just sounds so sad, but, like, I just remember I was, like, saying her name over and over under my breath for the next few days, like, Gina, <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, it's weird when you finally know the name, though. I mean, like yeah. you said, because we don't know their name. I mean, I know. they've they've sort of named us, and you know, they they've actually. I mean, they haven't known us, but they've sort of known us their our whole lives. I mean, they they know we exist, and they have this weird yeah. kind of picture of us in their mind. I mean, they really don't know what know. we look like, but they have this sort of imagination of us. We have nothing to go on, you know. Right. So, you know, we are, we really are a mystery. I mean, I know we basically are to them too, um, but you okay, know, totally in great. our head, we have to literally make up everything, you know, um, mm-hmm. which I know it's 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 the same to them too, but but I think more of, it, a lot more of it, more on our end. Are... But yeah, we have to once we know their name, and you know, my. My birth mom had um, used her middle name, so when I f- did my PI work and found her, I had her middle name, not her first name. So I was like, "It was it was Alberta," and I was like, "Well, that's a strange name." I'm like, "Really?" I was like, "That's not how I pictured it at all," you know. And
1: I know, I know. So
0: that's so weird, you know. Yes. Yeah. That
1: is so yes. When you finally know, you're like, "What?" Like her name is yeah. Gina this whole time. Um, yeah, like, you're I, like yeah, that's think, not it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, and like I totally get what you're saying. Like I think that's the reason I was like such a daydreamer is, and I still am. Like I, it was because, like I had such an active and wild imagination as a kid because I was always making up these like fantasy stories about like, ooh, like that's my my birth mom or you know what I mean. Um, uh-huh. So I don't know, um, but yeah, when we—it's so funny because my friends will be like, "Did you guys like just start crying?" And when you first met, and we're like, "I'm like, no, we didn't. Neither one of us cried." Like I remember just like peeking around my door because <laughs> she right. came to me. She came to me, um, and I remember just like opening the door and like peeking out, and we were just like, "Hi." <laughs> like it was so surreal um and I remember being really nervous like I was so nervous and um we were like sitting on my couch and I don't know I don't know I was probably just like rambling and it was just crazy it was surreal um and I told her because I'm weird I'm weird and I do stuff like this so the day I met her um I looked up like you know if I was born on this date how many days has it been like today, and it had been 11,191 days since we had last seen each other, and it's like, that is like, that blows my mind when you put it, like, put it that way, you know what wow. I mean? Wow. 11,000 days, I don't know, so, like, you know, wow. it's a lot of pressure, it felt like, but it just, you're right, it felt, it was good, and it it kind of just flowed from there, if that makes sense,
0: so. Yeah, I mean, it, we, I think we think of all these weird you know, instances. And we dream of the reunion, you know, like mm-hmm. we set it up in our heads. You know, is it going to be in the airport? Is it going to be at a restaurant? Is it going to be at our house? Is You know, where are we going to be when we do it, you know? I yeah. mean, are and we going to well. try? You know, how – I mean, because I think we set ourselves – not that we set ourselves up, but we try to – we try to anticipate How are we going to react, you know, because I think we prepare ourselves, you know, we are afraid, you know, are we going to be rejected, you know, are we going to be, uh, huh. and we always preparing ourselves, you know? mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We Um, are, we're afraid, we're afraid. mm
1: Mm-hmm. That's how I was, and I think that's why when I was like 20, 21 in college, um, And I called St. Elizabeth, and I was told, like, these are the steps you need to take to, you know, find your birth mother. I was scared, and I I didn't want to be rejected. And I still was terrified of that, you know, just six months ago. But it had become such a thing where, like, I could not move forward with my life if I didn't kind of resolve this or have answers that I needed. Um, And so it was basically, like, you're either going to know and get rejected or you're going to know and be accepted. (laughs) So, right. To, right. So scared. that was really my biggest fear. I was really scared of being rejected because I don't think I could handle that. Um and I know
0: that happens a lot. So It does. It does. Yeah, ha- it well, and I think I think it happens and I think that you know, I've seen which I think and I'm hoping that this is the the reason. I think with the access to records, I think mm-hmm. that this is a plus that we're seeing that since so many more states are having access that, that moms are seeing that there is a positive reaction. So I'm hoping that this is on the plus side, that there, are, there is less of that. Um, yeah. I mean, it's still happening. But I'm thinking that, and I'm hoping, that the education is more and that moms can be less fearful and some of these moms I have seen that were once no's, and it's happened a lot lately, that these no's yeah. have turned to yes. So cool. I'm so hoping that this is because we're seeing that, you know, there's not a fear that, you know, there's this, this shamefulness can end. And, you know, these moms don't have to have to be shameful anymore. There's no reason for this. Um, Mm -hmm. And society can stop this now. You know, um, the shame they had to have um, when this happened doesn't have to be anymore, And um, which is ridiculous that they had to live that in the first place. Um, But, yeah, I'm hoping that this is on the decline, I hope, you know, thanks to open records and access to records. So... Um, yeah, we should do did your mom PSA, talk right? at all about that with you with anything about what she had to go through?
1: Um, I'm sorry, my my adoptive mom?
0: No, your birth mom. Did she talk about like having any of the, you know, when she was had to relinquish you? Did she talk about anything about, you know, like you know, relinquishing you and you know, her family and how they felt about you know what you know
1: honestly haven't oh, we haven't really um talked about that much I she like I think a lot of it and I don't know I don't want to quote her because we haven't talked about it a lot but I think that it was very painful and I think that a lot of it like there's just pieces that you don't really remember you know because it is so traumatic and mm-hmm. uh, for everyone and I I know right. that uh my first grandparents were, um, you know, I think, I think it was a really hard
0: decision. So, right. I don't know. Did she come from Ohio over to here?
1: Yeah. So she, um, she came, her mom called, um, St. Elizabeth's, um, you know, because there's like on record. You know, when the the usually it's like the mom who would have called for her her pregnant child, um, right? Or sometimes whatever. Um, but it's on record that my grandmother called um, and inquired about Saint Elizabeth, and so that is actually where she stayed. But yeah, they were from Ohio, and so it was pretty unique situation. She had a lot of really good family support, um, and she right. she probably, yeah, and so um, her family would come to it. Like her Gina's grandparents would come to see her every Wednesday. And then her mom would come. I can't remember. Her mom would come every Saturday and then everyone would come on Sunday. I can't remember. Wow. but Yeah. So she had a lot of family support and it was actually really neat. Um, in some of the documents that Katrina read to me, um, in my file over the phone, like that second day after I turned in my, um, my documents to her, um, there was stuff in the file about like, you know, her family has brought such laughter and joy to all of the girls that are staying in the home right now. And it was just such a cool thing. And that's still, I mean, they're still a very tight knit close family and they all live really close to each other. And it's just, they've all welcomed me with open arms, me and my family. And it's just been really cool. That
0: is really unheard of. I mean, most of those girls, you know, I don't think, I I don't, with my mom, I don't think anyone came to visit her. I don't think at all.
1: I don't, well, in, I don't think that ever happened. And I think that's why yeah. they made note like, multiple times in my records that, like, her family came and they brought an infectious laughter. Actually, I remember what Katrina. Um, wow. See the yeah, Wow. That's, I mean, that's laughter.
0: unusual, really unusual, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, it's, you know, it's not a bad thing at all. It's amazing, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean it's just completely unheard of. I know. But, I feel you know Yeah. But I mean it's 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 a great thing. I mean, but that's good for you. I mean that was that was I'm sure great for your mental health too because you know, that has to affect the babies. I mean, how can it not? How can that not affect our mental state? One, we're being, you know, separated from our mothers. And anyone who in their right mind says that it does not affect the baby, you know, to be separated from its mother, I mean, come on. Yeah. Really? Really? Come on. Take, okay, I would just love to say to them, okay, first of all, if you're a parent, I mean, that would be the first test right there. If they're not, then we just have to move on. But if you're a parent, okay, let me take your baby. Okay, let me just take your baby. And then we'll just talk about it later, because <laughs> then <laughs> then would be the true test, right? They would be like, "No way." Yeah. Okay, well then then you can't an- then you can't answer my question. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. you know you can't take an infant from its parent and not there not be a, an effect from it. Um, and second of all, in the womb, the effect of the mother and the, you know her mental condition has to affect the baby. You know, so yeah. you know if your mom was in you know, getting visits from her family—that had to have been a more positive experience for you. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So that had to put you in a better—I would think. I mean, it still it was trauma for you, though. I mean, uh-huh. you know, you still suffered trauma. But, but my
1: in utero environment was healthier.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been for sure. And you know, I was at. I was at Coleman it wasn't St. Elizabeth but those two merged okay. um right. eventually yeah so and i think Katrina is an amazing person i really think she's made that environment there so much better and those reunions to go amazingly better and really because of her the indiana law changed i mean i think she's one of those steps for us that helped it helped it get changed if without her we we might not be here today where we are, um, mm-hmm. you know. It's just one of those one of those pieces of the puzzle that it worked, well, you know. And just, um, like yeah, so there's so that. many good things in this that you know you just can't say one person did it. You know, we all did it together, and she's one of the pieces for sure. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah, but um, yeah, she's definitely. I mean. You know it's amazing but so what is what do you think I mean and you've got the one do you have just one sister and it's your mom adopted mm-hmm. um your sister from Russia?
1: Yep, yep. Okay. Um Yeah. And so then the one.
0: And then you and I've talked a little bit about which I don't know if you want to talk about it or not but plans for the for the paternal side search or maybe not?
1: Well, you know what I was just going to say is that, speaking of Katrina, um, just like for any any adoptee out there, anyone who's in the process of searching or whatever stage you're in, just mm-hmm. use your resources and don't mm-hmm. feel feel ashamed to call whoever it is that has those answers. And I remember, like, even after Katrina um, had helped me find Gina and, and, you know, it was already kind of like, you know, She'd done her part. I still would call her and just ask, "Hey, Katrina, like we're going to meet for the first time. Do you have any recommendations about, you know, things to consider?" Or, um, you know, and she was a really good resource for that. And she said like some of the things that I would have never thought of, like leading into my birth father. But she said, you know, one of the things that you need to do on that first visit because you don't know how it's going to go. And you don't know if you're going to ever see her again or, you you know, you just don't know. And so one of the things that you need to do is ask, um, who, if she knows who your birth father is, um, last time, she talked to him, like, last contact she had with him, like, when it was and um, where he's currently located, if she knows that. And that makes right. so much sense because, you know, like, it's the first time you might get to know her and love her, and then it's, like, awkward to ask her that, or you might
0: never see her. Well, again. So, uh, right, ahead, right, and I had said to you, because I said, you don't know, and, and um, typically... That I have found, and i you know I know a lot of moms listen to you know to our podcast, and they don't want to offend at all, but a lot of times, if a mom doesn't say within the first meeting about your father, then it typically doesn't come out, really, yeah you know, yeah, most of the time, and I have been doing this twenty seven wow. years. If if oh the mention of the birth father is not in the first meeting, and you don't talk about it, then the discussion it's doesn't just, go from here. I mean, it's 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 this, there's something wrong. Um, yeah. I want to talk about it? Um, and understandably so. I'm not saying there's not a reason, or you know, it wasn't. You know, obviously there's obviously there's been something going on wrong, right? I mean, you know, we are where we are. Um, but yeah, I'm very. Um, protective of, you know, when I help people search or I, you know, help them in a reunion, I'm like, listen, you know, I'm going to give you my advice. You can take it, you know, for what it's worth, you know, like I said, but I've, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, you know, but yeah. please, you know, yeah. do your best to, you know, bring it up, um, talk about it, you know, um, don't, I, I don't, don't be pressuring about it, but listen, this is, this is your life. This is your reunion, yeah you need to know, um, you know you need answers um and do your best to get them for yourself, you know um, right and and you know whatever you need to know, ask you know um yeah, and
1: I will say again, I am very lucky that my birth mother has told me, you know I will answer any question that you have, and that has been so nice. <laughs> actually it's been it's been really funny i have I had a friend um actually of Gina's who came over who's actually my age, which is weird um and her name's Alyssa Allison and Alyssa weird um but she came over one night and we uh, alyssa and I were, had like a little wine night and it was kind of fun because she's really close with Gina but like she was asking her all these crazy questions that like I wasn't thinking like I hadn't thought of and I was like, oh my god like you know what I mean it's just so I feel very lucky that um, that she has been very forthcoming, I guess, with with answers. Right. But also, like, you do need to, in within the entire search, you need to prepare yourself for whatever happens with the search itself, with the answers that you're, the questions that you're asking. You know, you need to prepare yourself for those
0: answers,
1: <laughs> um, which is hard. That is really hard to do. Um, right,
0: right. It's hard to ask those questions because you don't, you feel like you you know you may be you know intrusive or something you don't you know you feel as if you're you know pushy or something like that but you know this is this is your life you know this is what you've wanted to know you know and you know you have to ask i mean that's what it's about i mean so you know you you do have to ask i mean there's there's a way to ask though and and there is a kind way to ask. Um so you don't just, you know, I need to know, you know. I mean, I guess if it gets to that point and you feel like you have to ask that way, but I mean, I think there's always a a good way to ask and a and a bad way to ask. Um but I do think we deserve to know, you know. Um mm-hmm. Absolutely. And sometimes it it wasn't the best of circumstances, obviously. Um yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you just you just use your best judgment when you ask. And um but yeah, so I mean, I don't know how where you how you feel you're or where you feel you're going to go. Um but for me, and again, that's not like part of the story here today, but I mean, my reunions were, you know, 25 years apart. And wow. um yeah, I think but I I finally feel complete, and I think it's good to know both sides. I think it's good. Um, That's really but, good info to
1: know, because I'm kind of at the point where, like, I'm totally just content right now, like, enjoying my family that I have right now. And, and I kind of okay. have those answers, like the basic bare minimum stuff about my birth my father and his family. But I okay. think, and people have asked me that, I could see myself totally in maybe two, three, maybe five, ten years down the line. Um, being ready and interested in in kind of exploring more of that side. But right now I'm, like, perfectly happy with where I am.
0: Well, and that's fine. I I don't think you should push yourself. I think you do it when you're ready. I mean, there's no – there is no rule. The only thing I always tell people is time is never on our side. That's the only thing. That's so true. You know?
1: That is so true, and it's so good to hear – like I would have never... I'm glad you told me that it's, like, it was important for you to have both sides answered.
0: Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to think
1: of... And that's, that's the it. bad that's thing,
0: funny. is I, I, unfortunately, found out too late. And by the time I found out, my birth father passed away. And so oh. that was the only thing that I regretted, is I didn't get to meet him alive. And I think right. that, you know... But I think that you know things just happen in their own time. So, you know, um, but that's not to push you at all. You know, you as one of my friends says, "You do you." <laughs> it's yeah. our favorite saying, "You do you," and I think that's how we are. We kind of have to do us. We have to do ourselves. You know, um, and maybe that's the best mantra in, in all of our in all of our adoptee lives. We have to do us. You know you do you and i do me you know it's just whatever you know in our own path is and how it just you know comes about because we just don't know how things are going to piece together and um you know when you're ready you know you'll do it and it'll it'll fit okay. right in and you'll know when it's time to do it you know mhm yes yeah. yeah you will
1: we're coming full circle because, kind of like we were talking about, about at the beginning, about how we, it always just kind of seems to work out. Like, you know, we're mm-hmm. put in these places or these, we're meant to see, you know, the Sunday star and that story about adoption. You know, it's. Right. I don't know. It's, it's, it's true. And, yeah. Yeah,
0: it does. It all just kind of comes together. And I feel like that's just, you know, we just kind of stumble upon these things and these pieces together. And I don't know how we do it, but we do. It's just kind of how it all kind of pieces together. It does. It's like like a huge puzzle, I guess. That's how we all are, you know, as friends and, you know, things we do. And, you know, which, you know, that's just how our lives all kind of come together, which, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about, Maybe a little. We can talk about our conference a little bit too, which is coming up. I know it's still far away, but you know we're doing the mm-hmm. workshop proposals and you know mm-hmm. all that's coming in, and it's going to be here before we know it. Because oh my gosh, it's going to be Thanksgiving next month, and I oh, no. I can't even feel like it's you know I was like wasn't summer just last month? It feels like. <laughs> um, crazy. I know, but um, um, yeah, our the, conference.
1: I I'm super excited about it, Pam. We've got some awesome yeah, proposals. Um it's gonna be uh downtown Indianapolis. Yep. April twentieth and twenty first, twenty eighteen, I believe. Um yeah. and it's gonna be at the Crown wait, correct me, let me I don't wanna say it wrong.
0: The Crown Plaza, yeah. yep.
1: Crown Plaza, yeah. Um, with yeah world so we had it in Bloomington,
0: we did it kind of small townish, I feel like, but we wanted to do it um a little more you know close to the airport, you know, bigger access um it's a bigger hotel, um the meeting rooms are really um, I don't know that they're much bigger, but the hotel itself is is way bigger um but the prices are gonna be the same guys. Everything's gonna be same comparable. Nothing is gonna change so no one has to worry about cost wise. But um this hotel will be much um bigger and um if you know Indianapolis ends up on the yucky weather side, we'll be able to access the mall and uh food court and things like that. If it's beautiful then we can walk downtown. Um I loved the tour. Um, of the hotel, um, so I thought it was really great. Um, you know, I don't know what you thought, but um, I, I think it's going to
1: be. I excited about it. Um, yeah. Me... We actually we had my senior prom at Union Station. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of funny, and it's just such a cool venue, and it's a really cool, there's a lot of history there. Um, yeah, that was fun when we did that tour. Um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be great. I the cool thing about downtown is that it's everything is so walkable, and I think was we decided that we can if it's raining, we don't even have to go outside to get to the mall. Is that right? Or right, not? right. It's
0: got an access on one of the floors of the hotel, and you can just go straight into the mall, and the food court and everything is right there. So. Um, people won't have to, you know, get out to do, you know, really, you know, get out to do anything. They can go right straight that direction. Um, and, you know, people can stay extra days and I'm sure, you know, indie weather, it'll clear right up. But, um, so like, like well, I, Allison said, it's the 20th and 21st. Um, but yeah, we'd I love to see everybody there. Um, and of course everybody knows that, um. Indiana records open up, you know, July 2018. So if you are an Indiana adoptee and you're listening, um, you can go to our website, which is indianaadoptingnetwork.org, and just go under the resources tab, and then click on Indiana um, Registry, and you'll see where there are two forms to click on. Fill both of those forms out. Remember, fill both of them out. Um, copy your driver's license. There's the instructions completely, you know, line by line to fill out. If you get confused at all, which you probably shouldn't, but if you do, you can email me, um, which my email address is on the website also, which is Pam, Indiana, at Gmail.com. Um, I can help you through that. Um, you can email actually any of us on there, so that's easy to do. Um, but it's so. It's so just self-explanatory on there. But, mm-hmm. you guys, this conference is going to be amazing. Um, you know, I think well, there were so many friends me. made at this last one that uh, social media blew up, I think, for like a week. And um, I don't know what you thought, Allison, but I, I just couldn't I, – I don't know. I was just in tears by the time I – I don't know why I cried so much. It was like um, just a an amazing time there.
1: Mm-hmm. It was awesome, and um, I was like riding this like na- high for the whole rest of that <laughs> week after I got back. Um, but no, I think it's totally important to point out that the conference this coming April is called Racing to Records, and it's celebrating yep. um, our access to records opening on July 1st, 2018. Um, yep. it's, it's, a, yep. it's a huge deal, and, and I hope that our our conference Kind of
0: expresses
1: that excitement
0: and and yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and we're gonna do a, a special thing at the Indiana State Library on July second, so that's in the plans too. So, um, okay, everybody, stay tuned. Um, Allison, thanks for being on with me today. Um, your story, hopefully, just shows how much um, and how important this uh, this conference is because it meshes people how important it is to um, pick up, you know, social media and newspapers and being on Facebook and just keep your eyes wide open to everything because you never know when something is going to show you that, you know, you're going to be connected to something that's going to help you do a reunion or help somebody else's, you know, story mm-hmm. be connected. Um but thanks again for being on, and um, thanks for helping us out with IAN. And um, if anybody's listening that needs any, any help, it doesn't matter what state you're in, um, contact me, and I'll try to help you. And if I can't help you, hopefully somebody can that I know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, have a great day, you guys. And it has been an amazing, amazing show. And I love all of you, so thanks again. And um, as always, blue skies and green lights, thanks again, Allison. Until next time, you guys, Adopt Unplugged. I love this series. All right, guys, thanks again. Bye.